Welcome to Tea Time with Nick. Today's episode is sponsored by me, Nick G. Only because I don't have any sponsors at the moment, but whatever. Hello, happy Friday. How is everyone? I am so sorry I did not post last week. I know I was supposed to, but I ended up getting super sick. I was throwing up all Friday, so I could not record. And I know I was supposed to do the Britney Spears special edition episode where I was talking about her book. We will still do that later on in this episode. But, you know, I was super sick. What do you want me to do? Um, and so much time has passed, so much has happened in Hollywood, so we definitely have to talk about a lot. So let's just dive in and let's start with my housewives because that's how I always start. And I do want to just say already another iconic season is in our hands. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is giving me every single thing I need. And now I want to talk about Monica because that was like the major thing that happened this past week and I was so shocked. Like I was, I'm like, is anyone else like freaking out about this? Like this is too much what's going on. But I do want to mention that Mary and Whitney's uh, lunch date was probably the craziest thing that happened. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like Mary just expected an apology and that was it. But Whitney's not that type of girl. She's going to be like, okay, well, aren't you sorry for saying what you did? And she's like, I'm not going to sit here and do this with you, little girl. Like Mary is just so funny with her little girl insults. Like I don't think... I think she thinks Whitney hates them, but I don't think Whitney's bothered by it. Whitney doesn't seem like somebody who gets bothered by anything. She's so relaxed and chill. Honestly, I want to be like her. And then I also want to mention Angie's husband. I know there was those gay rumors that he, um, you know, he's a hairdresser, gay rumors, whatever. But when he came home and did not want to eat with them and was just like, I'm going to go shower like instantly after getting home, you know, those always the speculations. If your man comes home and he takes a shower right away, he's cheating, you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe people just come home and shower right away, like after they get off work. Like say hi to your people and then, you know, go take a shower. I don't know. But yeah, now we got to talk about the Monica and her mother situation because I was so shocked. And listen, I'm like your average gay. I love my drama. I love to see it go down. I want to I want to experience it all. But some things I'm just like, okay, this this is too much. I feel like maybe I shouldn't be hearing this conversation, you know? It's kind of like when you see a car crash and you don't want to watch, but you can't take your eyes off. That's how it was like this episode. When they went out to go eat and her mom was yelling at her like like loudly in a whole ass restaurant, I was like, what? I feel like they should get the waiters to come on and say like, that was fucking crazy. You know, that would be so funny. But yeah, so... Apparently, they have this whole generational trauma where their mothers pretty much hate their kids. Monica's mom seems to hate her. Monica said that her mom hated her. So it's just a cycle, I guess. But yeah, so when she was 12, she said that her mom pretty much uh, took her to her friend's house, her mom's friend's house and left her there so she could pursue her dreams in New York. That is so insane. I get the abandonment issue part. I, my dad left me, whatever. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, so that was crazy. And I can't wait to see what happens next week. Like they truly need therapy. I hope everything gets sorted out. I know my husband, when we were watching, he was like, oh, that's so scripted. Like people don't fight like that on TV. Like they probably, you know, made it a, um, he said the, like their problems are probably real, but 
why talk about it on camera now? But I'm like, well, at first, it's their job. They probably, like many people, just tuck away their issues. But when you get brought up into a camera and you have to talk about your life, you bring things up because that's what you have to do. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think they were at home talking about this throughout their whole entire life. But, you know, you'd bring stuff up on camera. Like, I feel like I would be that comfortable to share everything on camera. I'm comfortable now. I'm talking to like four people. So, yeah. And then... Housewives of Beverly Hills is back, and the first season was a banger. I don't really care for this past episode that just came on, but I can't wait for next week. Like, that Vegas showdown where Sutton is going crazy about the magic mics or whatever. I don't know if she was just drunk and mad. I don't know what happened, but I can't wait to see. So, super excited about that. Now, let's move over to Hollywood. Halloween is over. It's my favorite holiday. Um, I loved seeing all the celebrities dress up, maybe because they can't afford it and go all out like it's my favorite thing to do so we have to talk about some of the costumes that happened this year starting with mine i know i'm not a celebrity but whatever i'm obsessed with it so i was violet from charlie and the chocolate factory not really wonka because it's the newly tracksuit edition but i didn't i didn't do the blonde hair because i was like mm, maybe not didn't look that good i don't know I'll take a picture, show you guys later or something. I don't know. But yeah, look at it. It's so cute. I was so obsessed. Shout out to my husband for taking the photos. And then we had Britney Spears, uh, Paris Hilton dressed as Britney Spears in her toxic outfit. And it wasn't like the cheap kind, though. It was like really top quality costume. And I was like, damn, this is good. Like, it doesn't look like something you just buy. Like, it was custom fit, made over to the to the T, like perfect. We had Chloe Bailey. She dressed as Mrs. Incredible, which was hands down one of my favorites. She looks so good because, you know, she, she got to that like good body like like Mrs. Incredible does. Christina Aguilera was Cher. She looked super good. She even did like one of her iconic lines. Like she sounds so funny. Heidi Klum for her Halloween party. She was a peacock. I love that Heidi Klum goes all out. I don't even know her thought process on it. It's so insane. Um, Zane was Lord Voldemort or whatever his name is. I don't watch the movie, but he looks so good. Like that, that's costume right there. You know, hold on. Sorry. I was getting hot in here. Um, but yeah, Zane was Lord Voldemort. Uh, it looks so good. I loved it. Hands down. Top five. Mm. No, I think that was a top besides mine. Best costume this year. Um, and a lot of them, I want to say, were at a Casamigos party. And I'm like, where the hell is my invite, Casamigos? Because I better be invited next year. Because why the hell wasn't I invited this year? So we got problems, you and I, Casamigo. Anyways, moving on. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. That was so crazy when I heard the news that he passed. I'm not a huge Friends fan, but I know a lot of people are. And I know a lot of people were devastated by the news. Um, but to drown, that is legit my biggest fear that I have. Like, that's why I don't like open waters. Like, I don't want to go into an ocean. I'm fearful of drowning. I feel like that's the worst way to go. I was also shocked to see that everybody was so quick to blame, like, drugs and be like, God, like, drugs is such a, like, problem. Like, you know, take care of yourself. Go get. And I was like, God, why is everyone rushing to that? And to find out he didn't even, like, go that way it was like i think a heart attack or something yeah that's that's crazy that's insane um rest in peace to that man my heart goes out to everyone that is hurting right now because it it's sad and then we have the guy alan ruck i don't i don't know who it is personally i had to look it up he crashed into a pizza parlor in la and 
I was like, that is so insane. When I was in LA this past week, I almost got hit by a car, by a chase and run. It was the craziest thing that ever happened to me. So this guy came and he almost hit my car. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, it was like a high speed chase. And I was like, this is so crazy. But when he was coming, like you heard like his wheels, like the, some man was like walking his dog and like the car was like right here. And it later, it literally almost hit him. Um, then like, my car was right here. The guy was walking. The car's right here. Seen the man and then like almost hits my car. And I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Then the man just continues walking like nothing's happening. And then the cops come behind him chasing him and almost hit the man too. I was like, can this man get the hell out of the road? Like what? And he's just like, after that, just walking like casually, like nothing happened. I was like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, so the guy he's from, um, I had to look it up. He's from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Succession on HBO. Um, i never seen the show, but I'm sure it's good. Speaking of HBO, Euphoria isn't coming back till 2025, they announced. That is so crazy. Just cancel the show at this point. Like, who's going to wait that long? I mean, I'm going to wait that long, but that's insane. Anyways, it's time that we talk about the book, Britney's book. Before I even talk about the book, though, I do want to talk about the VIP screening that I went to in LA. So it all started because I got an email saying, oh, we're having a VIP screening. You're going to get a limited edition book, yada, yada, yada. Like, honestly, I, okay. So I had to go because I needed that limited edition. Hello, I'm her number one biggest fan. And I didn't expect to watch the movie. I seen the movie before, love the movie. I thought, okay, I'll buy this ticket. It's $40, comes with the movie ticket and the book. I was like, okay, perfect. We'll make a day. We'll go hang out in LA. I won't have to go watch the movie. I can just go pick up my book and we can leave. But when I get there, they're like, no, you have to watch the movie. And then we can, then we give the book as you're leaving. So I literally had to wait two hours to get this damn book for a movie I did not even watch because my husband was with me and he didn't get a ticket to see the movie because he, why would he, he doesn't care. Um, so I didn't watch it. So I, we literally went, walked around Grove and did, th- did different things. So towards the end of the movie, I go back inside the movie theater and they didn't have like a table set up, anything. Like I seen some people get like a perfume and the book. They didn't have anything for us. Like there was no table set up. It was not nice. When the per- when they started giving out the book, it was literally on the floor in cardboard boxes. And I was like, you guys couldn't just give me the fucking book. Like I waited all this time for there no nothing, no presentation, nothing. It was so stupid. I don't even understand it. Like you got the ticket sales. Give me my fucking book. I don't I don't understand it. Anyways, the book is here. I got it. It's amazing. I thought it was going to take me like four days to read because I never read a book, but it literally took me like two, three hours, three and a half hours, maybe. It was so good. It officially sold 1.1 million copies the first week, making it a New York's time bestseller, 2.4 million globally, making Britney Spears the only person who's had an album and book sell over a million copies its first week. That is icon behavior. That is my girl right there. I know she doesn't even think about these things or even, you know, but she's doing the damn thing. With that being said, as a Britney fan, I felt like I knew 80% of this book. I felt like, okay, yeah, I've, you know, you grow up and she's literally my whole life. So I knew probably like 80%, but that 20% that I did not know, I was like, God damn, it's, it's shocking. Um, one thing I got from the book 
was that I feel like Britney Spears is someone who just wanted to be loved and she never fully got that. I felt like she was used a lot and someone who her family treated like a cash cow. So overall, she's just some, to me, somebody who just wanted to be held and loved. That's what I mostly got from the book is that's who she is as a person. I feel bad for her. I feel like she's someone that truly cared about everyone and tried to do the right thing all the time, even if it wasn't the right thing for her and just got taken advantage of. But I listen, I highlighted a lot of things like Justin Timberlake. Yes, we know she got an abortion. Uh, we talked about that. But she also talks about how he cheated on her several times. And not once did he say anything about that. He just built his career off of bashing Britney. But she did say in her book that she did not care that Justin mentioned that they had sex. I know everyone made it a big deal, but she said she was actually happy because then she didn't have to talk about it, you know? So, you know, pass on that. And then she talks about Kevin, of course. She said, of course, people suggested that she should date a CEO or another A-list star or someone or royalty or whatever, but she didn't care about any of that. She said... She said this, and I believe it. I don't believe it's... I believe it's everybody. I don't believe it's just women, like Britney Spears said. I believe everybody wants this. She said, I feel like a lot of women, and this is definitely true for me, can be as strong as they want to be. We can be this... We can play this powerful role, but at the end of the day, after we're done our work and made our money and taking care of everyone else, we want someone to hold us tight and tell us everything is going to be okay. We want to feel safe and alive and sexy all the time. And that's what Kevin did for me. So um, I do I do believe everyone wants that. I don't care how much money people make or whatever. I feel at the end of the day, if somebody's making you feel that way, you're going to go for it, you know? She also said that the more attention he got with fame, he became more distant. And honestly, she should have seen the signs. But yeah, like I said, I just feel like she's someone who wanted to be loved. And I... And I that's so crazy. You could be the most powerful woman in the world at a certain time and not have that. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. What was shocking to me is that when she said that when she would go out with Paris and St- Lindsay and stuff, all they would do is drink. And then she made her shocking reveal that she was addicted to Adderall because it made her feel less depressed. And remember, this is a time when nobody talked about mental health in America. So she didn't know what was going on with her, especially having new kids and dealing with all this postpartum depression and stuff. She just wanted to feel good. Her kids were being taken away from her. Kevin was using them. Her parents were using them like to take them away, you know, so she didn't know what to do, but just go out and have fun. Uh, She also talks about the head shaving. And as a Britney fan, you know, everything that happened with this. So I remember it like yesterday. Um, People would always ask me like, oh, why? Because, you know, Harry Potter was also big around that time. People would always be like, oh, why didn't you watch Harry Potter? Or, and I was like, there's a lot going on in Britney Spears' life. Like, I didn't have time to watch movies and keep up with that, okay? I had to keep up with Britney. Um, but a lot of people thought she was going crazy when she went to shave her head. But from the book, she wasn't allowed to see her kids. And the paparazzi kept following her. And she finally snapped. And she says in her book that this was a way of saying fuck you to everybody. Like, you want me to be pretty? Fuck you. You want me to be this nice girl? Fuck you. Like, I'm doing this so everyone could just leave me alone. And another shocking thing was the conservatorship. So 
I, w- I obviously knew a lot about the conservatorship. I was part of the Free Britney, which obviously when she talked about the Free Britney, I literally almost cried telling it to my husband because she felt truly alone. And then when she's seen, God bless that nurse who showed her, when she's seen those people marching for her, she she felt a deeper connection with her fans. Like we knew something, we knew her heart. And I... I felt like she know like it's just like a deeper it's so weird I know it sounds so crazy but I f- honestly feel it too. And then she talks about her ex Charlie Ebersole that when she dated him she was already in the conservatorship she he was like super into fitness and was like taking these supplements for energy and stuff and her she started taking them and she was like getting more energetic on stage. And her dad literally seen that, stopped it, and sent her to rehab. I was like, what the fuck? He sent her dad is literally insane. He's literally the worst piece of shit of her whole, like, his whole existence. Like, he needs to suffer the way he's suffering right now. Like, I'm glad. And he needs to be suffering tenfold. Um, but yeah. And also, she talks about how she wore a wig on her hair and did not move in her first residency show. So if you remember her piece of me residency show, she did not move at all. She had like, probably the worst critics at the time saying she was robotic and stuff. Well, she chose to do that because that was her way of not having control, but having a control of that. She was like, if I can't control my life, I'm going to control this and what people know that they want me to move my hair because moving your hair is a sexy thing and moving your body. I'm not going to do any of that. um, She said she was punishing her fans, but she did not want to, but she was punishing her people controlling her. She was like, I'm not going to give you guys all of me. Honestly, she, she's Mother Mary. She is a saint because what she went through, she even says like she doesn't feel like it was her in those moments. It had to be like a higher power because she, looking back, that like how can someone deal with all of that, you know? And it's truly crazy. She had like kidnapper mentality. Like she was someone who was kidnapped. And you know when you try to be like, okay, I'm going to do good so that hopefully they let me go. That's what she pretty much went through. Like, I feel so bad for her. Um, she also said that she was only allowed, um, to eat chicken and canned vegetables, like for two years, like her family, her dad did not let her have anything, even if she had a butler and she was only given a two K allowance, which I already knew this, which is so insane because how is the biggest pop star only having $2,000 a week? Like that's what people make and here average in America. Like that's so crazy to me. She also talks about having um, wanting to go out to dinner and treat her dancers and her friends for being so uh, supportive in her life and having to deal with everything they had to deal with. So she wanted to take them out and she the bill ended up becoming like a thousand and something that she said there was a big group and she told them to put her put it on her check and she'll pay for it. And they told her that she was not allowed to do that because she did not have the budget. How is this, like, this poor girl, like, these people need to be locked up. She talks about Lou Taylor, Robin Greenhill, her dad. Her lawyers need to look into them because it is so insane. They literally need to be jailed. And every single celebrity that is still working with Lou Taylor after this book comes out, they are disgusting. Because if they... If she can say, like, these are the people who put me in a conservatorship. These are the people who ruined my life. And also, Megan Trainer, we're talking to you because you came out and you want to say a lot about Britney. You know what? No. Mm-mm. Look into me. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But yes, if, all of, if she can name these people who did this to her and people are still working with them, the Kardashians, like, literally, Jennifer Loeb, everybody in 
a lot of people in Hollywood still work with this person. You guys need to get help. And I think Justin Bieber, his team's working with them now. So look into it. It's so crazy. Get away from this woman. She sounds like a psychotic Jesus freak, which she is. She's a super Jesus freak. But we're not going to bring Jesus into this. It's not Jesus' fault. But she's super crazy. Everybody needs to look into her. She needs to be jailed. I don't care. I know she sued people in the past. So I'm going to say, allegedly, she's crazy. Allegedly, she did all this. But Britney Spears is saying this is from Britney Spears' mouth, okay? Um, oh, and then Robin Greenhill, she apparently, allegedly, told... No, it's not alleged. Because this is what Britney Spears is saying. I, I don't know why I'm saying alleged. But Britney Spears, she said that Robin, before Britney Spears started dating people, Robin would tell them her medical history. Like how, that's like HIPAA or something. Like if you're working for somebody, that's like, she needs to be, these people need to be looked at. And I've seen pictures, like she could not go to the bathroom alone, this poor girl. Britney Spears is literally a saint. And at the, out of all of this, she's like, I don't want people to feel that I am a victim. I'm sharing this because I want to help people who are probably, if people are dealing with the same, it can get better. Like she is, and people are still bashing her on social media for dancing and twirling and dancing with knives and stuff. Like this girl has been through so much. What do you guys want from her? It is so sad. It's truly insane that people have so much to say about this girl and she's still, her heart is still in the right place. She's still this pure person. Like you can, tell you know it people like it's so insane she also said that music is not near in her future she's not looking forward to doing it she wants to just focus on regaining her life back and i totally respect that i mean i miss her new music and i wish she would do something but she knows we're going to be here for her at the end at the end of the day so i can't wait to see what life has in store for her. And I'm so happy for her and I'm so proud for her um, to share this with us. I don't know if she was kidding, but she said she's working on book two already, which I think she should because Femme Fatale, Femme Fatale, what was that? She said Onyx Hotel was her worst tour, but that was my first tour and my favorite tour. Nothing lives up to that. I want to talk about Femme Fatale, Brittany. Let's talk about that because those outfits, the like that just, mm -mm. but yeah. I'm so happy for her. I'm proud of her. I'm glad she came out and did this. Um, she always said she was going to write a good book one day, and she did. And, yeah. Anyways, that's all for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for subscribing. And if you don't, make sure you do. And follow me on all the social media platforms. I have Nick G with two eyes on Instagram and Tea Time with Nick everywhere else. Or just head over to teatimewithnick.com for everything you need. Until next time.